opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit ConflictHealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about divorce. And, you know, when you fight for love, sometimes you have to fight for love for yourself enough that you allow yourself to dissolve the marriage. And if you can do it in a nice way, if you can do it in a way that is healthy and that you grow from it, then it's even better. And we have a wonderful guest with us today, Lara Alo, and she is the author of Divorce is a Push-Up, Get Strong to Get Through. And so we are just thrilled to have her. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Laura is a divorce strategist and coach for people who are facing the drastic life change of ending a relationship and want to do it in a holistic, growth-oriented way. Her practical solutions are based, she has a formula for them on the basis of her coaching practice today. And Laura works with her clients to keep them focused and on track with the job of divorce when they are with their divorce support team and work through the emotions of divorce when they are with her. And you can learn more about her at conflicthealing.com where we have her picture and her bio and we link to her website which is thedivorcestrategist.com. So I have the the wonderful opportunity to get to know Laura, Laura in person. And so I'm just thrilled that you're joining us today, Laura. I am so thrilled to be here, Mari. Thank you so much um, for asking me. It's such an honor to be on the show today. Yeah. So why don't you tell a little bit about your story, about how you decided to write this book and really become a, di- a divorce strategist? Well, you know, I've always had a really strong desire to help people feel good about themselves. And so for many years, I actually had a career in the fitness industry and um, worked at a corporate level in fitness. And when I left that career, I really wanted to continue my work in, you know, helping people feel good about themselves. And I focused on um, getting some education around personal development and really working with people and coaching them through, you know, growing their lives. But because of my own background with a really high-conflict divorce, I seemed to really draw people to me that were also going through divorce. So I always kind of say that I didn't necessarily choose divorce coaching. It chose me. (laughs) Right, right. And it's a challenge, you know, when we have one out of two marriages ending in divorce. It is, Mm -hmm. it's a tough thing. You know, I tell my clients 
that um, a divorce is an emotional experience with legal ramifications rather than, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a legal experience with emotional ramifications. <laughs> because, sure. yeah, the emotions, I mean, this is, I mean, what is more important in our lives than our love and our connection with someone that then ends. And it's it's really um, an awakening for all of us. You know, I've been through a divorce. You've been through a divorce. Mm-hmm. So many people listening here have either been through a divorce or their parents have been divorced or something. So it's, um, it's a challenge, but it's, as you say, it's a growth opportunity. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so, you know, um, some people may say, well, you know, she's a divorce coach. So does she? advocate for divorce what do you say to that yeah you know it's funny sometimes when I tell people that that's what I do they they take like three steps back like it's catching or something but (laughs) (laughs) the real reality is is that um, you know I'm an advocate for you I'm an advocate for my client and sometimes that includes divorce so if that's the route that they need to take in order to lead their best life then I'm there to support them through that process. And sometimes we start out, you know, um, in a coaching relationship talking about their options and they're not ready for divorce. And I am definitely behind them in continuing to see if they can resolve their marriage before they take that step. So I'm a big believer in marriage. I just want people to feel like they've got the support and the resources they need if divorce is part of their picture. Right. And it's so important to have somebody in your corner, you know, a coach in your corner, Mm -hmm. because you go through a dark night of the soul. And, you know, I've been mediating divorce for 30 years. And believe it or not, I've had quite a few couples that have gotten back together because they start to, yeah. yeah, they've really gotten to, because they're in a process where they're learning new tools, um, they then start to recognize what part of the issue was them and what part is their spouse and maybe start to see them in a different light and start to fall in love again. So that can happen mm-hmm. with you as their coach as well. Yeah. I mean, because if it can happen in mediation, it, you know, when people are really, they're already <laughs> in the process of divorce, then it's pretty amazing when they get back together. I I had one couple, this was this probably the most dramatic, where uh, she was a professor and he was a top CEO of a big company and he had a heart attack and he had bad feelings about himself. I guess he went through this dark note of his soul and um, and so she couldn't connect with him so she ended up having an affair with another professor and it's mm. very hard to get back together after there's an affair but believe it or not, They went through the whole divorce process, and just before I was going to enter a judgment, they asked me not to, and I heard for them for years afterwards with Christmas cards (laughs) that they were still together, so you never know. Um, Yeah. And so being a coach and being that support for someone and being a mirror for someone can maybe help them see their part of it. And maybe maybe divorce isn't the answer. And maybe it is. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I I totally agree with you, Mari. Sometimes, you know, when communication has really broken down and you can speak to this even more than I can, um, but you get to that place where there's a lot of blame going on. And so sometimes when... I work with people and we start to sort of figure out what role they played in the challenges. 
then um, they do start to see their partner in a new light. And that may help them either move forward with the divorce because that's still the best route, but um, they're able to do it with a lot more compassion and caring. Or it may take them into um, another direction where they're willing to give a little bit more work to the relationship. So you just never know. Like you said, new tools can bring new feelings. Yeah. So help my audience understand what the difference is between a divorce coach and a therapist. That's a great question because I think there's a lot of confusion around that. And I just, I kind of like to think of, um, Therapists are a little bit like the archaeologists. They're looking in your background for what things in your past are really influencing the way that your life is right now. And they really work with you to uncover that foundation. A coach is a little bit more like an architect. So while we might take a little bit of a look at the past just to get some context around the situation, we really meet our clients where they are right now so that we can find solutions for the current situation that they are in and then looking forward to where they want to go. And we're really just kind of a thinking partner to help draw those solutions and those answers out of the client because usually they're in there, they're just kind of buried under some of those layers. So we start to peel back those layers and find the solutions that are going to be right for that person since everybody's really different and every divorce is really different. So we kind of peel that back and, um, and I work with them to sort of structure their divorce, hook them up with the resources that they may need, such as um, you or an attorney or, a, you know, a financial advisor or, you know, whoever they may need on their team. And then as we move forward, I work with them to kind of deal with their emotions and then start building toward that new life that is a new opportunity, really. Right, right. So when clients come to you, what do they say they're looking for? They have all kinds of reasons. Usually, the first thing they start talking about is, I need help, you know, just finding the right support team around me. But as we kind of get into the relationship, that's when we start to uncover a lot of the emotional challenges that are happening because, you know, the truth is no one knows you better than your spouse usually. And that means they also tend to know what buttons to push. And so when you're in that, even an amicable split, sometimes there's some button pushing going on. And so you know, we really start to uncover a little bit more about those emotions and I help them work through the emotions and then also kind of have a strategy for how to deal with situations when that button pushing starts to happen. So we often kind of start in that practical realm and we get that part of it set up, um, but find that there's typically a lot more in the emotional realm underneath. Even when people think they've got it all locked and loaded, there's usually some stuff going on under the surface and that starts to come out as we work through the process together. Yeah. So when someone is going through a divorce, I know for me, you know, I'm working with both parties, you know, I'm the attorney mediator Mm -hmm. and I'm working with both parties and I usually recommend that they, they have that kind of support system that you're talking about. And so, um, 
You know, I know people, and you know this, how sometimes people don't even want to reach out. They just want to, like, get in a fetal position. (laughs) I mean, I remember going through that myself of just like, oh, gosh, I don't even want to go out of the closet. I want to just go hide in a closet. I don't want to deal with this. Mm -hmm. So um, how do you deal with people like that? What are, you know, what are some of the big challenges that you have? Because I know for me, it was it was a, it was a really rough time. You know, sometimes when you go through um, a, a big challenge in your life, they everything hits at once. I remember mm-hmm. I was going through my divorce with two little kids, and my parents had just moved to California, and they were both very very sick and literally dying and died do, during my divorce, both of them. So oh. I mean, it's like that's what hits us. You know, it's just yeah. everything at once. And um, so, how do you how do you work with them to get them to kind of like <laughs> engage? You know, first and foremost, I think what is wonderful about a coaching relationship is that sort of um, that empathy and the compassion. And sometimes that means when someone is in that place, literally just sort of crawling down into that hole with them and holding their hand for a little bit, so that they know someone is there. Because as you know, you know, the divorce process is really a grief process. Mm -hmm. And you've got to come to grips with this dream that you had dreamed is ending. And that feels like a little bit of a death. Your view of yourself is being altered because you thought of yourself as this person who is going to stick it out no matter what or, you know, whatever. And you have to let some of that go. And so... Initially, when people are really in that wound down um, space, they just need somebody to be there and say, this is normal. This is okay. Let's take a few breaths in this space. And then we'll start to work through um, that grief process. And it's really a matter of letting yourself sit with the emotions, which we hate to do. Um, Of course, nobody likes negative emotions. We all want to run the other way. Right. Um, But if you sit with them and honor those emotions, and sometimes it helps when you have someone sit in those emotions with you, then you're able to let them go actually quite a bit faster than if you try to bury it. Because, you know, when you try to bury it, they, they don't go away. They're just sitting there under the surface and they'll come out somewhere. So, A lot of times it's just kind of helping people honor those feelings um, and and recognizing the fact that this is tough, this is sad, this is an end, but it's not the end. And that's when we start to um, realize that, oh, I, I can move my way through this slowly and begin to let go. And then we sort of climb out of that hole together and start to recognize this is actually an opportunity for a new life, a better life. So... Um, you know, it, it just takes some time and a little bit of TLC and, and some people are in that space. Some people aren't. So it just depends on the person. And I always like to, to try to determine where they are to figure out what they need. Right, right. I remember someone had told me, um, being, especially in a long-term marriage, it's like having this tightly woven basket that you're part of. Part of your whole identity is intermingled with your spouse's identity. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this basket that you're trying to unweave. 
and yeah. pull apart. And so you can, you know, if you have that imagining like that, that that's, you know, that's kind of a, a tough situation. But I, I think when people recognize that maybe sometimes we're not supposed to be with the same person for 60 years or whatever, that maybe we're learning all that we can from each other and it's time to release it and let it go. And I think mm-hmm. when, when I think about this, and and you too, because you're remarried too, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I but for the fact that my first husband and I divorced after 18 years, I would not have met the husband that I'm with 27 years now. You know, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't mm-hmm. have met him. I wouldn't have been with him, and I wouldn't have the kind of um, soulmate connection that I have. So if you really let go and let that door close, then another door opens, and I know that's the same for you, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, that's such a great point because there's so much, no matter what went on in that first marriage, and I know my own first marriage was pretty devastating. I was in a very abusive, um, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially abusive marriage. And um, it was a hard thing to get out of um, because you're so, as you said, interwoven into that. And I and I had a lot of religious pressure that was bearing down on me to stay married at all costs. And um, so getting out of that was really tough. But I was able to reexamine what led me to that marriage in the first place. And I learned a lot about what I didn't want <laughs> right. in my life. And you're right, that helps you be able to focus on um, correcting some of your own behaviors and understanding yourself better so that now in my current second marriage, which is going on 11 years, um, you know, I've chosen a very different person and somebody that's much more well-suited to myself, my aspirations, my values, and my reasons for marrying the second time were much more clear-cut instead of sort of clouded in that, uh, you know, mystery of um, being 18 years old and making a decision to get married. So, you know, there's a lot to learn from your experience if you're willing to open up to it. And that's one of the things I do try to work with my clients on is like, let's pick apart what happened a little bit so that moving forward, it doesn't happen again, whether it's a romantic relationship or friends or your family. Um, you know, a lot of those behaviors continue to emerge if you don't really take the time to examine it. Right. I think that's what's the beauty of having a coach like you, Laura, is that you can talk about what do you need? What is it? You know, uh, you mm-hmm. pretty much learn to know yourself a little bit better, like you said, because you're helping your client to, to know herself or himself. And so once you know yourself then you could say, well, gee, what is it I really want? And what, you know, it's easier to say what you don't want, but it's not always so easy to say what you do want. Mm-hmm. And if you talk about what you do want and you write that down, then you're more likely to get that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Because I, I met my first husband, we were like 19 in college together. And so, you know, what do you, you don't know yourself that well. And so yeah. they, they, I've heard it say that, said that um, your first marriage, you marry the opposite of you. And your second marriage, you marry someone who's more like <laughs> you. And, yeah. and, and I thought that was interesting. So that yeah, you could I be more compatible. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more true. I, you know, I, 
I think about, I was such a like straight arrow person all growing up. And so my husband, the first husband was very sort of rebellious and wild, which I found fascinating. <laughs> um, and his great boyfriend material, but terrible husband material. <laughs> No, I didn't recognize that at the time. So, <laughs> yeah, little goody two shoes was was looking for some excitement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. it is funny, but um, you know, especially for values, I think the values that that I my ex had were very different than the values that mm-hmm. uh, that Lloyd and I share, which is really a nice thing to be able to share those values. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you have I a holistic agree. approach, just like I call myself a holistic lawyer of course a holistic lawyer they say is an oxymoron but (laughs) 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 but a holistic coach is not an oxymoron so what is a holistic coach well you know holistic has has kind of um i think it's been a little bit um I don't know, co-opted by the vitamin company or something, but that's what people think, oh, are you drinking green smoothies? Is that what this is about? But (laughs) to me, you know, holistic just means working with the whole person. And so, you know, we get really wrapped up in the processes, um, the paperwork and all of those things. And then, of course, there's that heavy emotional side. Um, But, you know, your physical body, some people um, just ignore their health. They get so um, stressed out that they are, you know, not taking care of what they're eating. They're not sleeping very well. They're not taking care of themselves physically. And so I really, and, uh, you know, of course, some of this comes from my many years in the fitness um, industry, I really like to to bring in some of those self-care components to really get all of you on board. So, you know, working through making sure you're getting enough sleep and if you're struggling with it, what are some good healthy ways to help make that better? Are you taking care of yourself physically? Are you eating the right foods? What are some ways you can incorporate some of that? How can you maybe do some meditation or some other things that can help calm and soothe your mind. So I like to make sure that people are addressing those things in addition to, um, you know, the the job of divorce and the the um, emotions, but really kind of making sure it's the full package so that your whole self makes it through the other side. You know, Laura, that's so important. And I know with your training as a fitness trainer, that is so wonderful. And the yoga that you do, that's, that's you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've had clients that just, um, you know, they, some of them, I had one lady that was going through lupus from just going mm. through the divorce. And of course, if, after we finally settled in the last day, she just like was vibrant, you know, she looked so mm-hmm. different. She got through the process. And, um, and I think when you're depressed, you know, sometimes you maybe eat junk, and mm-hmm. um, or you just don't even get up and exercise, so you don't get those endorphins going. So I think that's so wonderful because if you know if you have a litigation attorney, for example, they do not look at any of that. They just tell you the law, what's going to happen. This is the way it is, and they're not looking at you holistically. And you know, in right. mediation, we try and do more of that and refer them to people like you and therapists and you know forensic accountants and people that can help them with everything. Mm-hmm. Thing. But, you know, the normal litigation way, they're not looking at that. They don't even mention that stuff. So your body, right. mind, and spirit, which is really um, a wonderful approach. So I just want to mention that we are 
talking with Laura Alo, who is the wonderful author of Divorce is a Push-Up. And uh, it's a great title here. And uh, Get Strong to Get Through. And it's very, very cute. It's a push-up, and that's really a play on her uh, fitness training as well and her fitness industry background. So let's talk about this. You and I have both been through a divorce. Uh, Do you think Mm -hmm. that we ever really recover from a divorce? And what do we have to do to do that? You know, I I do think that people can recover from divorce. I oftentimes I think that um, when you're in the midst of it, it just seems like it's never going to happen. And the truth is, you never are the same, um, and that's okay. You know, just as if you were to injure your arm, you know, you may end up with a scar there. As long as you let the scar heal, it just is a reminder of, oh gosh, I don't want to do whatever it was I did that gave me that. But you move on with your life. Um, And so I think that that's a lot of that self-introspection and understanding what happened and then really making the effort to pull yourself through the other side. And some people never really do that. They, They kind of have that wound and they just keep picking at it. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, touching back to what you said earlier about, um, you know, if if you don't put something down that you're, you know, write it down what you're moving towards, you know, nature hates a void. So you may say you don't want to be sad anymore, but if you don't put something in place of that, you're going to stay in that sad place. You're going to keep picking at that wound and not letting it heal. So, It's so important to, you know, recognize the wound and then give it the time and what it needs to heal and heal properly so that you have the reminder of it, but you move forward as a stronger person versus, um, you know, that person that's kind of staying in that zone where they're not moving on. Right. And, you know, I've seen this with people that they just can't forgive And they don't Mm -hmm. understand that forgiving is really not for the other person. (laughs) It's really for themselves. And and, um, I know of one of my clients that just was so angry for so long because her husband had a long-term affair that he was hiding from her. And she just... um, ate herself into oblivion, you know, Mm. and Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, couldn't get over it. And I know even my husband's um, mother, um, they, after 30 years of marriage, they got a divorce and she was so angry that she ended up having a heart attack and dying just because she could not let go. And we we have a tendency in our brain to kind of, like you were talking about, you know, if you you have these negative thoughts and you don't replace them with the positive thoughts, they just devour you. And if you can't forgive and let it go, then you're chained to the past. Yeah. And if you're chained to the past, you can't have any fun in the future. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's just you're always down there in that black hole. Exactly. The pit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we have just a couple minutes, Laura. So just can you give, um, I'm sure there's people listening right now that are thinking of a divorce or going through a divorce or still recovering from a divorce. So what can people start doing right now to kind of build their divorce strategy if they're thinking about it? You know, I think the key thing is to take stock.
stock of where you are emotionally, financially, physically, and look for the gaps in your knowledge and then find some support to help bridge those gaps. And I talk about that a lot in my book, so that's a great resource for people to go to to really sort of just analyze, you know, what do I need instead of jumping into that knee-jerk reaction where you just like shout out, I want a divorce in the middle of a heated argument. Right, right. Take a a little bit more measured approach and just know where you stand, what your options are, and what resources you need. And you already are setting yourself up for such a much smoother transition than you otherwise would. And I know you have a wonderful website, thedivorcestrategist.com. Um, and, uh-huh. you know, that, that's a great website. And there's so many really wonderful websites. And, you know, I, I did a bunch of YouTube about what is community property, what is you uh-huh. know, child support, what is spousal support. So you can go online and see videos and, and all sorts of blogs about divorce, which, you know, weren't really around when I went through my divorce. They, you know, uh-huh. it wasn't there. So, you know, if you're thinking about it, you know, go and take a look at divorce the com and see what Laura has for you and look at her book and and look around and just see what's out there because there are so many great resources. You're not alone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us and we will keep in touch. And um, thank you so much for helping all the people holistically. I think it's fantastic. Have a great day. Thanks, Mari. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You gotta fight both night and day. Doesn't matter what some people may say. Don't be the lamb's cry, be the lion's roar. Cause love is worth fighting for, I know, yeah. Love is worth fighting for. Love is worth fighting for.